Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Friday. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You can find uh, a lot of the stuff I put out there on this uh, Ram Saints game last night. All over social media on Instagram, at Baldy NFL, on X or Twitter, at Baldy NFL. Uh, stuff for the league uh, at the NFL, NFL Network stuff. Anyways, um, I'm here at NFL Films, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Pretty quiet around here. Everybody's getting ready for the Christmas holiday. But one place where it's not quiet is in SoCal. Those Los Angeles Rams last night put on a display that's been going on now for the last eight weeks. They're 6-1 and one in their last seven games. The only loss that the Rams have had was an overtime loss to the 11-3 Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. This might be as dangerous a team as there is right now in the NFL for a lot of reasons, and we all watched it last night. We saw Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl with the Rams and Sean McVay and Cooper Cup and the whole group two years ago. Beat Cincinnati in a thrilling game on the game's final drive. And so much of how they played during that season looks very similar to what we're watching. Because in an entertainment business, everybody was entertained last night. Watching the Rams play, you're like, that's what that's what great offenses look like. That's what good teams look like. This is what good coaches do. There wasn't anybody that thought Sean McVay was going to bring back any kind of a competitive team this year. They're all good. Jalen Ramsey's gone. You know, they're all good. Leonard Floyd's gone. Oh, it's Aaron Donald, a bunch of kids. Um, look at this rebuilding project. Is Sean McVay going to stay around? Is he going to step away, get married, raise a family, do TV? Guy can coach. Guy's a flat-out great coach. And Matt Stafford is playing as well as he's ever played. And when you watch this and you break this down, you just go, okay, well, how do they do this? How, how do they get this fixed to where they're this good? Because if the Rams, they're eight and seven, and if the Rams get to the postseason, nobody wants to see them. Because well, I've already seen this offense go to Baltimore and put up 31 in Baltimore with a great chance to have won that game. Like they can go anywhere. They can go East Coast. They got to go to to Philly, if wherever they got to go. They got to go to Dallas. Nobody wants to see this team because of the way they execute. And so let's just start with what they've done. So, you know, Andrew Whitworth retired two years ago. He was their left tackle. I mean, he just shut the door on the backside for Stafford. And, uh, you know, he retired, man of the year, great, great individual, great person. So they've had a kind of a revolving door, but this Alaric Jackson has nailed down the left tackle position. They never have first-round picks, but their first pick in the second round was Steve Avila from TCU. This guy has started every game for him. He has nailed down the left guard position, and he's been a great player, really great player. Run, pass, moving bodies, you name it. Plays the game the right way. They Coleman Shelton comes back at center. He's a left-handed center. Not many of those guys out there. Creed Humphrey, him. There's a couple left-handed centers, but he's good. They picked up Kevin Dotson. Literally, Pittsburgh said, take him. All right. Kevin Dotson is lined up and played right guard. And then Rob Havenstein, uh, Havenstein, he's been in and out right tackle. But he is as good. There's Lane Johnson at right tackle. And then um, there's another wave 
of guys that just play great football. And Rob plays great football. You know, and then, you know, you look at this line and you go, okay, there's nothing that they can't do. I mean, they, they completely dominate the line of scrimmage against a good Saints defense. Then you look at Kyron Williams. I don't know if people know this or not, but Kyron Williams leads all running backs with yards per game. He's averaging over 96 yards a game. All right, had over 100 last night, had the touchdown, gave the touchdown ball to his mom in the end zone. But Kyron Williams, they are uh, when he gets 15 carries or more, they're seven and one. All right, the guy is a great back. He's got he's exactly he's a prototypical back. He's 5'10, he's 212 pounds, he's got power, he's got incredible balance, he's hard to tackle, and he's got great feet. I mean, his two-handed jump cuts and just okay, we're just gonna bam and explodes. Kyron Williams is a great back. He's a great back. He missed a month with, uh, I don't know, high ankle sprain, and they weren't very good without him. Then you look at the passing game of Matt Stafford. The precision, whether it's the sit throw, like just a sit route to Puka Nakua for their first touchdown. I mean, right at the goal line. I mean, New Orleans is all over it. There's no room to hesitate. Like the ball's out. Bam. It's right there. The touchdown throw before the half to Demarcus Robinson on just the bang eight, the skinny post, like the, the defender's right there. The throw beats fantastic coverage. And the Saints came in, and they're no slouch. This defense is real. If you look at just quarterback ratings, uh, you know, that defenses go up against, there's the Cleveland Browns with the lowest quarterback rating out there. And – Teams were completing 55% against the Cleveland Browns. Well, the New Orleans Saints were second, second lowest quarterback rating against them, and they were surrendering 57% completion percentage. And they had all the guys, Alante Taylor, Paulson, and Debo. You know, you look at Isaac Yadam, like man coverage, and the throws consistently beat great coverage, one after another. Remember that throw for 41 yards to start the third quarter? Were you back in the chair watching the game at, after halftime? First play, they go 41 yards, you know, and there's Alante Taylor down there. He's all over uh, Puka Nakua, and the throw is just an absolute dime, just one after another. And then, then you know, Stafford, he showed his movement on third downs, the throw uh, to Demarcus Robinson on third and four, the throw to Robinson uh, before the end of the first half on a scramble drill where he gets out and he moves and then he makes these spot throws. And then if you look at the Rams defensively right now, yeah, Aaron Donald gets a lot of attention. They showed it last night. Um, his sack numbers are down. What's he got, six and a half sacks? It, it, he's getting all the attention. But it's allowing Kobe Turner to win. It's allowing Byron Young to win. These young rookies that have stepped up. Um, it's it's really – like they're, they're legit. They gave up the big touchdown throw to Rashid Shaheed and a couple late in the fourth quarter when they're – playing just deep coverage. They, you know, look, they got behind him. Um, you know, it happens. Uh, Perry got behind him there at the end. But they finished the game out. They got the ball back with four minutes to go and just played it and sat on it and finished the game to get to eight and seven. And that's kind of like the synopsis. But, you know, it's the way that they do it. They're enter- You know, we're in the entertainment business. They're entertaining and fun to watch. 
Puka Nakua, like, how's a guy that runs a 4-6 plus 40 get so open and make all these yards after the catch? When it was uh, when there was three and a half minutes to go in a the game, they ran a fly sweep to Puka, and he goes for seven yards on first down. And, you know, like, they put it in his hands. They did that Cooper Cup during the Super Bowl uh, on fourth and one at their own 30-yard line in the game-winning drive. Like, McVay's a great play caller. He's a great play designer. He has everybody's attention. Um, yeah, Raheem Morris is coaching great defensively right now. But McVay's in charge. He's just a great coach. We don't have enough of him. Um, maybe two of the best or three of the best, uh, really, in the NFC West. When you look at Pete Carroll, when you look at Kyle Shanahan, you look at uh, what Sean McVay is doing. I mean, they're, they're three of the best coaches in the league, all in the NFC West. And it shows up how they game plan, what they prioritize, how they do it. They do it differently in all the places, but they just keep winning. It's a, it's a division. I guess that it's still possible that three teams could come out. I guess three teams can't come out of the NFC West, but two teams can come out in the playoffs. And so it'll be fun. You know, the Rams, Seattle, still battling. A lot of teams still battling. The, the Rams got to go to the New York Giants next week across the country. They've came across the country, like I said before, to play Baltimore uh, a month ago, and they, they battled them right, right into overtime. It's a dangerous team. It's a fun team. It's a well-coached team. It's what football is supposed to look like in a December push to the playoffs. You're supposed to be playing your best football when you get to the end of December, when you get to the holiday season. And by golly, the Rams are playing their best football. The Cowboys didn't look like that. The Eagles don't look like that. Other teams that are going to the playoffs don't look that good and don't execute that well the way they are right now. And I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's going to continue. Now, we'll see what happens week 18 against the 49ers. I mean, they played the 49ers tough in week two. It was a 30-23 game. This was after – They'd gone to Seattle and blown Seattle out in Seattle week one. From the very beginning of the season this year, the Rams said, don't take us lightly. Study us. Watch us. Learn who Kobe Turner is. Byron Young is. Learn who some of these guys. Learn who Quentin Lake is. Learn who Steve Avila is and Puka Nakua. Like, they're playing great football. And it's a, it's a real credit. And I just hope that when we get to Sunday night, the final game of Week 16, since we just saw the first game of Week 16, I just hope that when we get to Sunday night, or I'm sorry, Monday night, Christmas night, 8 o'clock, that we get to see as entertaining a game between the Ravens and the 49ers. I think we will. I really do because I think they're two really well-coached teams. I think we're going to see a similar type game. Uh, I hope we all can sit back and after a very busy you know, holiday weekend, we can sit back and just enjoy a great night of football. And it's interesting because these are the two best running football teams in the league. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey leads the league in rushing with uh, by a wide, wide margin right now. And the way that they run, you know, basically you can strip their, their whole run game down with all their motions, with all their shifts, with all their formations. You can strip them down. They run five plays. They run outside zone stretch. They run counter, power counter, counter tray. They're pulling a backside guard tackle. All right, they run it from a variety of ways. 
They run toss. Uh, they run wind back where McCaffrey starts one way, winds back the other way, and they run inside zone. They basically run five plays. And it's a traditional rushing attack. They could be out of eye formation, you know, with, with juice at fullback. But it could be a lot of different ways. But it's a traditional running attack with the running back eight yards deep. The quarterback could be under center. It could be in shotgun. But it's traditional. And then there's the Ravens that lead the league in rushing. And, yeah, they lost Keaton Mitchell for the season last week, averaging over eight yards a carry. So just a phenomenal rookie season. But there's Gus Edwards and, you know, there's other, there's other guys right now. And there's Lamar who leads the Ravens in rushing. And it's just the Ravens' style of running. It's, you know, it's quarterback keepers. It's read options. It's counters. It's um, – it's misdirection counters. It's a variety of runs that are a little untraditional because you have to account for Lamar Jackson. And it could be, you know, drop back pass and Lamar scrambles. So it's two really highly effective rushing attacks on Sunday night. And they do it completely different. But both are extremely effective. Nobody runs the ball more than the, the Baltimore Ravens in this league right now. There's some teams trying to catch up, but they're way more 50%, like they're 53 or 54% run, 46, 47% pass. Nobody uh, approaches that number right now. So that's just something to look forward to as we sort of examine both quarterbacks. Again, completely opposite of one another. I mean, Brock Purdy is your traditional pocket quarterback. Uh, if he takes under center, it's five-step drops, balls out. If it's a shotgun, um, he goes through his progressions as quick as anybody that plays the game. And Lamar uh, does it in a different way. Uh, he can scramble. He can throw from the pocket as well as anybody. He can flick it uh, and put the ball exactly where he wants to put it. Um, there's no Mark Andrews. There's no Keaton uh, Mitchell. But there is Isaiah Likely. There is Charlie Kolar. There is Gus Edwards. We got to see Odell Beckham Jr. is healthy. Zay Flowers, the rookie, leads the team in receptions. Rashad Bateman is healthy and looks like a number one pick. Like, let's just see this Ravens passing attack as untraditional as it can be because of the stellar play of Lamar if he gets the ball to his wide receivers in this game and how frequently he does. <sighs> Week 16 has gotten started. We've got games on Saturday. We've got games on Sunday. We've got games on Monday. It started last night, and the Rams are dangerous. This is the best football show. I'll be here all week next week. I'm taking Christmas off. You won't see me on Monday, but you will see me on Tuesday breaking down week 16 because let's find out who's playoff worthy and who isn't. There's a lot to watch. There's a lot to enjoy, and there's a lot to analyze. We'll be here all week next week to do it. In the meantime, happy and safe holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Let's get this holiday season started.